Welcome to Debatable and uh, to a different kind of episode, a solo episode featuring just me, Crystal. A little bit scary, but here I am. I thought I would experiment with a shorter episode sharing thoughts that I'm working through or something I've learned that's contributing to the mission of Z-Feed, the purpose of Debatable and the spirit of kind of accessible information that brings all of this together. The topic of this mini episode is optimism. More precisely, uh, that I'm realizing optimism doesn't mean what I thought it did. So to set the scene, I'm recording this episode after a strange, emotionally taxing week within what, I mean, we already know is just an insanely overwhelming year. Basically, to cut a long story very short, by weighing in on two news stories that stood out last week, I had kind of got myself into these two separate arguments with random men on the internet. Um, the first was about the 17-year-old gunman who killed two people at protests in Wisconsin, was allowed to travel back to his home while still armed and was not actually arrested until the next afternoon, which has understandably amplified the Black Lives Matter movement once again. That saw me in a prolonged back and forth on Facebook with um, a guy who's apparently a friend of a friend and thought that the protests were actually the real issue, not the fact that, you know, a young man was able to go out, shoot two people in public and go home with no apprehension. This second internet scuffle came somewhat um, predictably in the comments section of an equal pay day post on Instagram. So, I mean, I'm sure I don't have to spell it out, but there were a bunch of young men who still don't believe that a gendered pay gap exists, um, despite all of the data. And I mean, really, I like, I just couldn't help myself. Wading into online discussion on these sorts of topics, like that's not unusual behavior for me. And normally I would say that I'm not too phased by the patronization, the aggression and the dismissal that one receives when they wade into these kind of debates with people they don't know. That's just par for the course. And I mean, you get used to it after a while. People who know me well would not call me an optimist. So if you listened to episode eight of this podcast with my little sister, Chelsea, you'll know that she describes me as judgmental and pessimistic, or maybe it was realistic. I'm not, I can't quite remember. Um, But I mean, she's right. I don't refute that. So I recently did a character strengths test and my top three strengths were prudence, perspective, and judgment. I took this test for a... um, small business 10-week like accelerator program where um, you know I was in a group with with other Australian women kind of like running businesses just like I am Um, and these other people had top strengths like love, courage, hope, curiosity. Um, So there's where the kind of strengths that keep you pushing through in tough times or that convince you to jump when you don't know the outcome. And mine were the kind of strengths that will have you constantly scanning for risks or finding reasons why something won't work. I am critical and that is both good and bad. I'm good at finding failures and I'm good at finding fuck-ups. So to go back to these little arguments on the internet, this time they kind of, they really got to me. And I don't know if it's because of the, the burnout that I'm still trying to deal with or the onslaught of negative, just overwhelming news in 2020 that we're all dealing with. But I was just really defeated 
by the lack of compassion, the lack of empathy that feels like it's everywhere and that it feels like it's growing. I had a really dark night of the soul moment where I just wondered where any of this pushing for progress and fighting for better and working, working, working is worth it at all. Like if if we're faced at every single turn by people who don't get out of their own way for their own and for the greater good, then what's the fucking point? Like why should I continue to get up every day and try to explain the news? How can I get up and encourage anyone to try to be better when I'm tired of trying myself? And that is a really dark place to be. And it's a place where you start to lose a lot of meaning. You start to lose any meaning. But that place, it is consistent with my old understanding and maybe the way that lots of us understand optimism versus pessimism. So the way that I would have explained optimism in the past is a belief that the best option will always happen being able to really lift that soothing old saying that it will all be okay in the end. And this is probably why I feel like I've probably never felt like an optimistic person because that definition is quite removed from action or influence. So it doesn't really reference what you have or have not done to achieve the positive outcome. There just is a positive outcome regardless. By contrast, you would say that pessimism, like if we match that same structure and form to pessimism, it's the belief that the worst possible outcome will always happen, which does objectively sound really shit. But I can appreciate this more because again, it is removed of the actions that that kind of got you there. So if the worst thing happens, regardless of how hard you tried or if you tried at all, the critic or that judge in me that judgmental side can still turn around in review, like looking in the rearview mirror and say, okay, X, Y, and Z is why this might have failed. Like that feels like a very natural thing to do. It feels like a very natural process to me. But the same logic applied to optimism just feels far too much like luck. So if you are trying to create positive change in the world and your underlying perspective of the future is based on luck, then it's no surprise that at some point you're going to reach this point where you're like ready to throw in the towel and just give the whole thing up because a positive future that is only possible through luck, like that is bleak as fuck. It's dire. Thankfully for me, before I imploded, my wonderful boyfriend Pierre and I had actually already booked a trip away to the country. Um, The weekend just gone with no reception, no news, no people around. I just got a space to be in with just me and my own thoughts. And what I really wanted to do was just empty my head, rest, read, and try to reconstruct a belief system that would kind of help me like push through and get through because I knew, and I still like, I know that if I find myself in that point again and again, it's just going to get harder each time to get up and keep going. So I knew I needed to recalibrate. The result of that weekend is the word vomit you are listening to right now. So lucky you. But I did come to a new definition of optimism that I actually feel like I can identify with and I think makes more sense for the 21st century and the new horizons we're looking ahead to. It's seeded by a theory by author Emily Esfahani-Smith, who spoke on a recent episode of The Cut podcast. So she says that optimists have a capacity to both acknowledge the difficulty of what's going on while also being able to find some good in it. So 
there is something that still allows them to see hope and to find meaning. The host of that podcast, Avery Truffleman, she then goes on to explain that this means optimism is really about being able to see things as they really are, as awful as that may be, and still believe that the pain is not for nothing, that it still actually counts for something, that we can find meaning in things that are dark, bad or bleak and challenge ourselves and others to find a path out of that darkness that leads to something better. This understanding of optimism just feels so much more active and deliberate, um, which I think is what I really like about it. So where the imagery of the old definition might be, um, you know, like standing in the dead dark and seeing a speck of light in the distance, not knowing what it is. This new definition is like standing in the dead dark, remembering that you have a match in your pocket, picking up a stick off the ground and lighting it to make a torch that helps you find the way out and maybe helps other people find their way out with you. I've also been able to reconcile those two little internet scraps with this um, new optimism. So like, sure, those dudes I tried to engage with probably won't change their minds. Like I think that's almost guaranteed. But someone else might read those comment threads and be slightly changed or think in a slightly different way. Another person might read them and decide that they're going to correct their own friends or loved ones when they say something that's wrong or problematic or just unkind. And maybe we might all get a little bit more comfortable with the idea that optimism and the pursuit of a fairer world will actually require some sacrifice and some uncomfortability. Embarrassingly, in the past six months, I actually had also completely forgotten that I basically wrote about all of this in the last chapter of How to Win Every Argument going through the 15 meaty topics of the book. That last chapter is actually called Now What? And it's a reminder to readers that while it can at times feel like the world only gets worse, the opposite is actually true and the opposite has already been true. Life across the globe has been measurably improving in at least the last 50 years and all of that is due to work that we have actually done on tangible things like poverty and on intangible things like happiness. So there's this really great TED Talk by um, Steven Pinker that the book references and I'll link this in the show notes too because I, I drew a lot from that and yeah, I'm just embarrassed and feel a bit silly that I forgot that I've, I've already been there but that's okay, we've come full circle so I'm pretty sure I'm an optimist now and perhaps I always was. Like I said, I'm experimenting with this style of episode for Debatable. So if you loved it or if you hated it or somewhere in between, please let me know. My DMs are always, always open. So reach out to Zfeed or my personal account on Instagram, or you can email me at hey at zfeed.com.au. We're trying to change the world one conversation at a time.